This is Laura Van Arendongba, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now to this week's episode. We are on. All right. I'm so excited about this week, you guys. This is like, I just I just have all these opinions. I'm ready to load. Let's go. Hello, Seeker. Uh, shout out to Seeker, who keeps our chat spam free. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. So it is Tuesday, and we're going to get started. And um, this is a fun topic, this being the week of craft and development. Um, this, you know, we have weekly themes. So this is uh, our, our what, what I'm talking about this week for craft and development is NaNoWriMo. And that is National Novel Writing Month. And uh, I'm just going to very briefly recap what that is. Probably if you have found your way here, you ha- are familiar with NaNoWriMo, but just in case, um, National Novel Writing Month, which first of all, is a complete misnomer because it is international. <laughs> um, I am, I hear frequently and I did, um, I did talk to, uh, is it Grant Faulkner? What's his name? Um, the, basically the founder and, and, and head honcho of NaNoWriMo, but I ran into him at an event once and I did mention that. And he's like, yeah, it's international, but there's, you know, there's no putting that, that name back in the bottle at this point. And NaNoWriMo really just sounds kind of dumb. I think we can agree. So, um, so it is, International National Novel Writing Month. But that is when a bunch of truly crazy people take the month of November to write a novel, heavy air quotes, um, with the more quantified goal of writing 50,000 words. 50,000 new words written in a month. So, um, oh, you know what? Hold on. I got chats coming in and I can read part of them, but not all of them. So let me fix this. All right. Yay. Okay. Yep. For those of you on the podcast, I just put my glasses on. That's what, that's what. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is important. Kate is pointing out in the chat. It is re, it is nano remo. Yeah. Honestly, like when I see it, I think remo too, but then it's short for writing. And then we get into the, how do acronyms, you know, are they pronounced uh, like in, in, in a shortened form or, are they, or do they take their phonics from what they represent? And then we get into the GIF, GIF argument and, oh boy, we do not have time to address that tonight. So um, it's GIF, by the way. And uh, so, yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Natalie, for throwing into the chat. Chris Beatty is the founder. Grant Faulkner is running it now. Okay. It was Grant that I spoke to though about it being international and uh, <laughs> seekers threatening to ban Kate for pointing out Nana Remo. This is going to be a great night. Awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So, uh, I'm glad the chat is lively tonight. That's good because this is actually a very, um, a very fun discussion, um, topic because basically what I've, I've taken years of misconceptions and opinions that everybody's entitled to their opinion, but some opinions are wrong. And uh, tonight we're going to walk through them. So, okay. Uh, oh gosh, now I've started a GIF GIF battle in the uh, chat. But fortunately, I'm the only one with the microphone, so it's GIF. Ha ha. And, um, and I can defend that, but that's another topic. So, all right, <laughs> let's go to... Um, 
frequently when NaNoWriMo comes up, it starts a lot of um, debate. And um, I'm sorry, I'm hearing a dog bark in the background. I apologize for the background noise. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Seeker is now trying to figure out how to ban me. This will be great. Um, what uh, he'll say, I give one shout out for keeping our chat spam free and look at the power trip. Okay. Alrighty. Um, because it is such a, um, intense, I would say endeavor, uh, NaNoWriMo at this point has evolved to thousands of people, tens of thousands of people doing this simultaneously, um, all around the world. And writing 50,000 words in four weeks time is a little crazy. Let me just say that up front. Let's all agree. That's, um, it's a bit bats. Um, but it's really fun, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about what is it good for? Because there are lots of things that are fun, but not useful. There are lots of things that are useful, but not fun. And I would like to invest my time in something that is both useful and fun. Hello, Doberman. Thank you for getting in the chat. No, please do not type on the keyboard. I do not know what that would do. All right. Uh, so, um, so let's just jump into what I'm going to try to be, try to be nice about this. Um, I've taken a lot of flack, uh, both in general and then occasionally personally for doing nano because it's not a thing that real writers do. Real writers don't get involved in this pop culture push. And that's completely bogus. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, but I also want to talk about what is it useful for? The reason my opinion matters, because I just said everybody gets to have an opinion, but some opinions are wrong. The reason mine is right is because I have changed it. <laughs> no, honestly, I have looked at nano with different eyes over the years. So I feel like I have had a variety of views and opinions on NaNoWriMo and I've heard a number of views and opinions and I've been able to kind of sort through, okay, yeah, that's a valid point. No, that's completely bogus. And this is why I think that. And so that's, that's where we are. So yes, yes. Uh, real writers can do nano shy red fox you are 100 percent correct um but you're getting ahead of me and giving spoilers so hold on the phone okay um let's just start with reasons who who is nano good for like let's start with that you know some of there are many reasons to do nano nano let's talk about why it might be good for this particular completely stereotyped fictional person that we're just going to make up right now but if you have someone who is I can't tell you the number of times I've been at a, an author table at an event or something. And someone's like, Oh, wow. It was great. I wish I could write. I wish I had time to write. And my response is yes, you can. And you do. It's just whether or not you want to. And while that sounds a little bit simplistic, it is also true. NaNoWriMo is perfect for that person who kind of is interested and would like to maybe do this. This looks like fun, but I really can't justify. No, now you can, because you are in a party with a hundred thousand people who have all set aside time to do this and you wouldn't want to be the one who drops the ball. Right? So it is a great way to get some social proof and some social momentum and to give yourself permission to do this thing. Um, it also, builds in a little bit of support because writing 50,000 words in a month is, as I said, kind of ridiculous. Um, hang on, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that too. Um, but even if you don't want to write 50,000 words in a month, if you just want to like, ah, it's just, let me just experiment a little bit and play with this, 
um, idea. And I just want to, you know, can I write, you know, can, can I take the time to do this? That that's what this is perfect for. Um, the thing that I keep pointing out, especially in recent years, NaNoWriMo has become more and more mainstream, meaning I can say that word on the street without people stopping and wondering, like, did I just get out of the dentist and my lips are numb, right? I can say, you know, know, hey, I'm doing NaNoWriMo in November and people are like, oh, that's cool, okay, because they've heard of it. So libraries, public libraries will have NaNoWriMo events, coffee shops in a year that doesn't rhyme with 2020, we'll have special NaNoWriMo events, okay? So it's really become mainstream and very, um, very much supportive in the in the public venue. Oh my gosh, the Doberman just found a toy. I am so sorry for that noise. Hey, honey, can you not do that? Thanks. Okay. <laughs> and um, she had hidden, she had hidden a chew toy under the rug and uh, that's, yeah, so it's a noisy one, I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, so there are nano meetups, there are nano events, there are all kinds of community sports that's not available the other 11 months of the year. So if ever you're going to get into writing, which is inherently a solitary activity, I mean, your most typical writing uh, image is, you know, me hunched over a computer in the basement or whatever, like you're alone. And... So getting into it when there is this community support and then there's this excitement where there's this group of enthusiastic people checking in with you daily, you know, this is a great time to try this. And it is not remotely representative of what the typical writing life, quote unquote, is. Um, Because normally if I stop off at, um, you know, any kind of coffee shop or or venue or whatever, and I order my hot chocolate with uh, extra dark hot chocolate, and as they're filling it, they don't say, oh, how's your word count going? Because the rest of the year, nobody cares, <laughs> right? So if you're ever going to get into this, get into it when people care. Get into it when, when it, you know, people are supportive. So let's start with that. Okay. Um, all right. Um, yes, peer pressure is going on in the, uh, in the, in the uh, chat. Peer pressure is good. Okay. So then let's say um, you're a person who wants to focus on a particular project. You're already writing. You know you enjoy writing. This will be fun. I just want to focus on this particular project. NaNoWriMo gives you a completely arbitrary, completely artificial, but very effective set of parameters so that you can knuckle down and get to work on this particular project. And and this is good for both professional and non-professional writers, um, however you want to define real writers. we, um, if I, if I, as a writer who writes professionally and always has a number of balls in the air that I am juggling and I do not write one work at a time in very linear progression, that is not how I function. Um, at any given time, I may be working on a short story that's going out to an anthology I may be writing a couple of short stories just because I feel like it and eventually I'll find a place to submit them to. Um, I may be working on one, but probably two novels, you know, so I've always got a number of things going on there. And then when it comes nano, I can say, okay, this is where I'm going to knuckle down and I'm just going to really uh, get into this one novel or I'm going to finish this particular project or something like that. And it gives me a set of parameters to, that I can zero in on with that social justification um, that I'm working on nano, 
when I'm not just fretting on, oh, but I should also be doing, okay? So is it cheating in your head? Of course it's cheating, but half of what we do as adults is bribing ourselves and manipulating ourselves into doing the right thing, right? So go ahead and take advantage of that, that's fine. Um, so it gives you an excuse to dedicate time to something that you might not normally dedicate time to. Related to that, it gives you an excuse to try something new because uh, it has parameters and deadlines. You can't go too far down a rabbit hole and then realize, you know, three years later, oh, this was a terrible idea. I should never should have started this project. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you in general, start the project. You can always stop it in the future. But um, even if it's not a saleable project or, you know, whatever, it's, it's still probably a good idea to try it. But if you're doing this with Nano, I can't get more than four weeks off my timeline. And then at four weeks, there's a built-in stop and evaluate point, at which point I can make a, a reasonable assessment of this is a great project to continue or, eh, I'm glad I wrote these words. They were great practice. That's probably where it's going to stop. Or, you know, any there's a range of possibilities that things we can do with, uh, with started projects. But um, because it is a game, because this is for fun, we can take some of the pressure off. And I know that sounds really weird to say the nano is when we take the pressure off. But legitimately, if I am uh, me, myself, I want to, I, I'm better known for writing epic fantasy. All right, that's what people expect. But if I want to try to write a mystery, um, something totally different, well, I'm going to feel weird taking time off of my epic fantasy works in process um, to focus on a mystery. But if it's nano, you know, I'm just playing. It's just a game. I can totally do that. Okay. So there's, there's options there. All right. And then I'm going to go back and mention social support again. If you are a person who does better when you are connected with other people and writing, as I may have mentioned, is not really known for being a social activity. Um, Nano is when it's the one month a year, it is 30 days of intensely social activity. Um, you know, writing can be as social as you want it to be. So I am recording this in 2020. So things are a bit different. Uh, for one thing, Nano, NaNoWriMo um, headquarters has announced there will be no live in-person Nano events this year, which is a marked departure from the norm. Um, it's a decision I support. It's great. Um, I'm glad people are being responsible. It just means we're going to need to do a little reinventing this year. That's fine. There's already lots of virtual events um, happening. But there, uh, normally, you know, in, in other non-pandemic years, um, NaNoWriMo is a very, uh, it's, as I said, it's a social as you, as you want to make it. Um, my region, Nindy, <laughs> NaNoWriMo, Indianapolis, Nindy, uh, every Halloween, we have the NaNo kickoff party. Um, it's just, just going to be virtual. It's going to be online this year. It's still going to happen. And that's where we would, no matter what day of the week, Halloween falls on by the, by late night Halloween, we have gathered, we have a countdown and at midnight we fall on our keyboards like we fall on our swords and we just start madly typing and we'll go until, um, you know, people start fading off around one, two, seven, you know, or something, whatever. And it's something that I always build into my schedule that I will go to the nano kickoff and get that first, you know, ridiculously past midnight word, uh, word sprint in because it's, Fun. And because I don't do anything like that in the rest of the year, 
And so being in a room full of people who are like, okay, ready, ready, start writing. Okay, that is not how I normally sit down to work in my room by myself with my Doberman looking over my shoulder. Okay, so it's really a great way to um, to build some fun and enthusiasm into this. Um, and I've, I've heard people say, well, if you need cheerleading to write, then you're not a writer. Oh my gosh, get over yourselves. Um, <laughs> that was probably a harsher one than I needed to be said. But there is nothing wrong with social support for doing something, okay? Like, I think life would be a little bit better if we gave each other more support for doing the right thing, okay? So here's the thing. If, if you go to the Boston Marathon and there are people who are running 26 miles in like the same day, okay? And they're out there and they're doing, you know, a fantastic job doing things that I cannot imagine myself doing. And the Boston Marathon, you may have noticed, is kind of a big deal. And so there are thousands of people cheering for these leaders as they come, you know, streaming in. Are you going to say, hey, you're not a real runner because people are cheering for you as you do this? If you if you really were a runner, if you were actually a dedicated runner, you could do the same thing in silence. Okay, first of all, they have done it in silence because they didn't just wake up that morning and decide to be a Boston marathoner. Um, but also know that doing it together is is part of the fun. It's part of the point, you know, and it's okay whether you're doing the Boston Marathon or if you're like a little bit more my level and we, um, hey, I finished my 5K, okay? And I and I walked most of it, but I finished my 5K and, and I didn't have a heart attack and I made it across the line in the same day, okay? And people say, great, good job. And they hand me a medal and a banana, okay? So that is still fun. And I still finished my 5K and I got off the couch just as much, all right? Never gonna be a Boston Marathoner, but I can do what I can do and I can have fun doing it and people can be supportive and I can be supportive of other people doing the same thing. There is nothing wrong with cheering for ourselves and each other. And Adam's pointing out in the, in the chat, we all need a little cheering sometimes. This is 100% true in life. Okay. So, okay. All right. So there we go. Sorry. I'm just, the writing life is isolated and it's, and writing is hard. <laughs> like writing, It's a good week for me to say writing is hard. So why do we need to make it harder with totally fake rules that, you know, writing is only real writing when people aren't happy about it or something? I don't know. Okay. Hello, world girl, who is Grace and Kat and Tate all together. Wow, you guys are all, all in. Thank you for stopping by. So, okay. Next thing I'm just saying, this isn't, this is not for a, any particular person. This is just in general, writing is good for us. Like we are creative beings designed to create. And, um, that is, you know, part of, it, we all are creative. I heard a fantastic, uh, keynote address from Steve Taylor, who is, uh, uh, songwriter, lyricist, filmmaker, a lot of, lot of things. But this week he had a fantastic keynote address at a conference I was in. And he pointed out that you never would give Play-Doh to a bunch of kindergartners and say, okay, make something. And this one kid raises his hand and says, teacher, I'd love to do the assignment, but I'm just not a creative person. <laughs> like that would never happen, right? We, we, it comes installed and then we take time to uninstall it. Um, so writing or any, some form of creative endeavor is good for us. It keeps us healthy and 
It gives us an outlet that we absolutely need, especially in years that rhyme with 2020, okay? Like having having an outlet, um, having a way to vent, um, whether that's angry venting or just creativity, guys, it's it's still good for you. It doesn't matter. Like there's there's all kinds of ways that this can be good. And I saw someone recently refer to NaNoWriMo as free therapy. And I think that's fantastic because here, part one of the best pieces of advice I ever got uh, came from Tosca Lee. And she said, write as if no one will ever read it, which is fantastic because it really shuts down that inner editor unless you just do what you want. And, um, and that's what nano is because, because of that deadline, because there's a word count and a, and a, and a count, countdown and we need to be moving. I don't have time to stare at my sentence and think about how terrible it is. I need to get the next sentence down so I can just start spewing words and just expressing things and getting stuff down. And if I hate it, I don't have to keep it later, but I just need to let it go. I just need to get it out. And, um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's something that we don't allow ourselves to do as much as we age and turn into real civilized people in society. And we stop playing with the Play-Doh, Play-Doh and we start, um, you know, I, uh, my sister and I teach, uh, workshops at Gen Con every year. And, um, we did a casting, usually do a casting workshop. And last year, um, I handed out the clay and these are people who signed up to come to a casting workshop. Okay. They all paid to be in this room and I hand out the clay and, um, you know, someone says, okay, but what do I make and how do I make it? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever you want. Like this is, this is completely a practice. Uh, this is just a practice project. I don't care if you, if it's good, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be anything except we're walking through the steps right now. And, and, and this person was, but I don't know how to invent something. I don't know how to make things. You need to tell me, you know, you should, you should give me a step-by-step for how to, I'm like, literally make a circle. Like, I don't care. This is a piece of clay. Have a good time. And she actually quit and left the workshop she'd paid for because she was so inhibited on just mashing some clay into a shape. And, and I tried really hard to talk her into staying and, and, but she was, you know, she, she wanted to leave rather than make something that wasn't right, whatever right was. And guys, nobody should have to live like that. I mean, let, let yourself get out of your own head for a little bit. And that's what writing or, or that's what nano is good for is because you don't have time to wallow <laughs> in your own inhibitions. It won't let you. Um, so as a behavior professional, there's a number of things I see in NaNoWriMo that I really like, um, which is it has the, it offers the potential for so many tiny goals. It's not just one big goal though, because that one big goal is a really big goal. Yeah. Yeah. I get people in the chat who are like, Natalie's like, that makes me sad. Yeah, oh my gosh. It was really hard having that conversation with her. I'm like, come on, just, just it's clay. Like literally it's clay. Like you can smush it at the end. It's fine. It was very sad. Um, so, but things that we can do with NaNoWriMo that we have, uh, we, it, the one big goal, right? 50,000 words in a month is a huge freaking goal. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. That's big. Um, but you can have the potential to make so many tiny little goals. I'm going to finish this scene. I'm going to get today's word count, which is less than 1700 words, which is a whole lot more, uh, accessible. I'm going to, uh, 
miss today, but I'm going to catch up tomorrow so I can recover. And you've got, you know, I can, by you're meeting these uh, many smaller goals, you can build a history of success. You can build behavioral momentum and all this nerdy stuff that I would love to talk about, but we can just, I don't need to have one hundred percent or nothing, you know, zero sum goal. I have lots of small goals that I can work on. Um, you can recover from a missed goal. As I said, if I don't get today's word count, hey, that's what tomorrow's for, right? I can try to catch up then. You get lots of positive feedback. So one of the things that NaNoWriMo does that I like is on their central website, um, you can sign in uh, when you update your account with how, you know, this is what the number of words I did today. And so you add to your total word count and you get little visual markers as your bar moves. So that's, you know, visual feedback. You get badges for hitting particular word counts or even for planning to hit a word count, you know, all kinds of fun little things. And yes, encouraging graphs, Natalie says, there are there is very little that I won't do for an encouraging graph. Oh my gosh, visual representation. Guys, it is totally okay. I am over 40 and I will put a star on an achievement chart, okay? It is fine. <laughs> so um, yeah, take advantage of all these little tiny pieces of feedback. They really do add up. And it's if you feel silly getting excited about a virtual sticker, guys, play with the clay. It's okay, right? And let your inner child be happy about the star that you got. It is totally fine. Um, yeah, other people are chiming in. Um, Elena says the graphic representation of your progress is super motivating. Yes, it is like Yes, Kate, let's plan a very encouraging graph next to our happy little tree. Yeah, guys, it is totally okay to get excited about your silly badges. And um, yeah, so that's that's a thing. It's completely fair. Just keep your goals appropriate to the task. I am going to write this scene. I'm going to get today's word count. I am going to write 500 words in this session that I'm sitting down to do right now. Those are all appropriate goals. I am going to use this nano to produce a bestseller and it's going to sell a million copies. I'm going to buy a yacht, not an appropriate goal for one thing, completely out of your control, actually. So not a good goal. So, um, yeah, so nano is a really good tool for setting goals, meeting goals, making good habits and rewarding yourself for meeting goals, uh, which we'll talk about at some point in the future. So, uh, so yeah, use nano for what it is great for. Um, yeah. And in the chat, people are pointing out smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. So that's a really good, uh, uh, NaNoWriMo offers, uh, the opportunity to set those kinds of goals. So specifically do that. Oh, good question. What would you advise for writers who can't realistically get 50,000 words in a month due to their schedule or responsibilities? Thank you for that segue. Um, Actually, I'm going to, I've got one more, I think one more thing that I want to hit before we'll get to that, but positively we're going there because that has to do with goal setting and setting appropriate goals is part of that. So thank you. We will be right back there. Um, first I want to talk about another thing that Nano is really good for, and that is learning new writing skills or practicing new writing skills. One of the things that I hear uh, when people criticize NaNoWriMo is that it's encouraging writers to be hacks. They're going to work really quickly and they're going to produce mediocre material. I'm going to say this is the opposite of true. Um, so let me just start with the inherent assumption behind all of this is that fast writing is bad writing. This is I think it's just an elitist and terrible assumption to start with. Okay. So 
all, all the time we see things that are both fast and good, all right? So let's just first get rid of the idea that fast is inherently bad. If you sit down, if you, if you open a magazine or, or open Google and um, mention that you're hungry <laughs> so that you know, Google overhears you, you will be inundated with recipes that are fast and delicious, okay? You know, 15 tasty recipes under 30 minutes or, you know, whatever the, you know, the, the listicle that you'll get will be. Um, and, you know, you, if, I ha- if I hired someone to fix my sink, you know, and I need a plumber, and he's going to make the identical repair and he makes it in 10 minutes or he makes it in 60 minutes. Don't I get excited when he can make this repair in 10 minutes? Don't I think he's a better plumber than the guy who makes the identical repair in 60 minutes? Okay. Fast is not inherently bad. And so the, the idea that time and quality have an inverse relationship in, no, no. Well, I guess it depends on how we're defining it. It doesn't matter. The, the idea that those are inherently linked and cannot be separated um, is a false idea. Okay. And uh, yeah, so Natalie's pointing out that the faster she goes, the better it is with occasional exceptions. I want to address that in a moment because that's a good thing. Um, the person who came up with fast writing is bad, does not understand drafts. Yes. Okay. Like the rough drafts exist for a reason. They, if you're writing your finished product, you're doing it wrong and it probably will take you a lot longer, but it's also going to take you, it's just going to take you longer than if you just did drafts. Okay, <laughs> Natalie, but if the p- plumber repairs the sink too quickly, did they really suffer for their art though? This is what I'm getting at is this, set, this, this idea only works if you have this ridiculous set, a set of assumptions that just don't hold up under examination. Okay. Uh, yeah. So now here's the thing. There are always times when the words come slowly. Dear God, did I experience that yesterday? And if anybody happened to walk by my social media yesterday, when I had the post up, um, I think on Facebook and Twitter, it may have been elsewhere. Um, and it just said, it's okay if first drafts are bad. 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 Like that is, I was just, there was a reason I was chanting that. Okay. The words were not flowing. That happens. Sometimes stories are really, really hard. Okay. So that, that is a true statement. However, the idea that if it goes any faster than that, then the words themselves are bad is a false idea. So let's just leave that there. Never touch that again. Um, I'm going to say most of the time, not always. Frequently, if you're writing slowly, it's because you're trying too hard to analyze the quality in that moment. And your inner editor is saying, okay, I don't know if this is the right verb. I wonder if I can have with another verb. Did I just use an adverb? Adverbs are evil. I should not be using adverbs. Maybe I can use adverbs. Well, is how do I feel about adverbs today? Okay, and you're really like slowing yourself down to to you're trying to do too many things at once. You're not just writing. You're writing and you're editing and you're assessing the marketability and you're doing all of this stuff at the same time that you can't do. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> guilty in the chat. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The, this is not me throwing shade, okay? Ask me how I know this. This is something that um, that I think most of us have experienced. Here's what NaNoWriMo is fantastic for. I don't have time. I have to get 1,700 words today, okay? Uh, Technically, I needed 1,666, but I always just think 1,700. And if I get a few extra, life is good. Okay. I don't have time to sit there and wonder how I feel about adverbs and whether or not I hated my father. Okay. I don't have time for that. I have to get the word, more words down. So it is a fantastic exercise in just duct taping your inner editor. They get to talk later, like maybe December. 
possibly January. Okay. Then we'll get to talk during November and I just get to start working. So and I want to emphasize here because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I say it so often, so many other places, craft matters, learn to write well. Okay. I am in no way endorsing mediocre product. That is not what I'm after. What I am after is your first draft is allowed to be mediocre product. And you may find that the more permissive you are with your first draft, the better it will be because that's definitely how it works with me. Okay. So, um, if you, sorry, screaming through my notes, I'm just trying to catch up with my own enthusiasm here. Uh, I have a story about speed. Um, I jump, jump back some, a few years and I was a competitive shooter. I was shot in, um, a format called ITPA. Um, I shot a nine millimeter pistol and it was a fun setup where accuracy mattered, but time also mattered. So if you had incredibly accurate shots, but it took you a really long time to make them, you would actually score behind someone who had reasonably accurate shots, but did them quickly. Okay. So I, when I uh, learned to shoot was incredibly, uh, cautious to learn to shoot. Well, um, I used tag teach, uh, to, to learn to shoot. And I really just built my, I, I, guys, I'm just going to say little brag moment here. I can be very, very accurate with a nine mil. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a photo, which I guess maybe I could have brought to you, but I didn't today. So just take my word for it. Um, but it is a cardboard target with a single hole through the bullseye. And that is more than one shot. So I am, I can be really, really accurate. However, I was also slow because accuracy was so important to me that I was never going to be in the placing at competitions because I was too slow. Um, I was taking too much time to be accurate and I was like, okay, well, gosh, if only I knew somebody who knew how to do behavior modification. Oh, wait, that's me. Um, so I am going to, uh, fix this. I'm going to teach myself to be faster. And so what I did was I set my goal. I would go out um, to the range. I'd set up a target. And my goal was to empty my magazine in five seconds or whatever, you know, pick a number. And so it didn't matter what, I mean, if, if the bullets went the right direction down the range, fantastic. That was good enough. Okay. But it did not matter what the accuracy was. I just had to get through that magazine in that amount of time. That was the goal. That was the only goal. I did not allow myself to assess accuracy. I just, the yes, no, fail or not, um, fail or succeed was, was emptying that magazine. Once I got over the mental hurdle, so I just started throwing lead down range as fast as I could go. Lo and behold, my group started tightening up. Okay. All those little holes started coming together again. And my accuracy improved without me ever thinking about accuracy with me just thinking about speed because I stopped thinking about accuracy. And so, yeah, my first, first couple, uh, attempts at that, they were kind of all over the place because that was not good. But once I was, once I started really focusing on speed, the accuracy came back. Why? Because the accuracy was already fluent. I knew how to do it well. So once I stopped thinking about that and just let myself do it well, the fluency was still there. I could just focus on speed and let the accuracy take care of itself. Okay. Um, all right. 
And I'm really sorry because I think the chat got away with me while I was, um, and I, I missed some comments, but I, I hope, um, I, I hope I didn't miss anything really. I'm, I apologize. I just tried to stay on top of that, but I got into my story. So, um, so that's okay. So yeah, we got some, uh, got some things that one person, uh, talking about, I think this is Joe. Hey Joe. Um, talking about, you know, did I use that word before? Have I used this word too much? Do I need to go to a thesaurus? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel you. That's what I do too. I want to read back and check, you know, did I, did I use the same metaphor just a moment ago? No, 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 no. That's second draft stuff. That's maybe third draft stuff. We don't, we definitely don't mess with that in first draft stuff. So, um, all right. And, um, so there we go. Okay. Um, golfers call it getting rid of the yips. I don't know that, but I don't know anything about golf whatsoever, despite my name being Laura Baugh, which is confusing to some people. All right. <laughs> so, but that's good to know. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's just so easy to get hung up on things. Okay. If I have learned how to write well, then I know how to write well and I can let myself do it. Okay. If I have not yet learned how to write well, great. That's a separate project from writing fast. You do not do them at the same time. That's multitasking. It's not the best use of your resources. Okay. Writing fast and writing well are practiced separately and naturally come together as you build fluency in both. And I said that as a behavior professional, so you can take it. There you go. Okay. Um, now let me tell you that I don't like nano word sprints not because you know, I have any professional beef with them. It's just because I personally don't like them because then I feel pressure and I want to wallow in my inner editor. Oh, okay. So, you know, if it feels a little uncomfortable and you feel like you're being stretched, Hey, you can sit at my table six feet away and with a mask on and we can be in this boat together. Okay. So don't worry about being fast means I won't be good. Okay. I largely think that is an invention of you know, people who need to feel that they're suffering for their art <laughs> or they need a way to be more dedicated to their art than that person over there or, you know, whatever's going on. I don't care. Okay. Go ahead, stretch yourself. Don't overthink, get out of your own way, let yourself get into flow. And here's the thing, learning to work under pressure is really, really good, really good. And I mean, professionally, this is really good. I have had several instances where this has gotten me opportunities that I would not have had otherwise. Okay. Sorry. Natalie's in the chat saying, gasp, word sprints are my favorite. Great, Natalie. That's great. You can go sit with the teacher and um, we'll beat you up in the alley after class. No, I mean, seriously, like that is a, you know, that is a cultivated thing. Um, you're seeing this as a challenge and, um, and you're, and you're beating it. And that's awesome. I'm assuming I'm just guessing from what little I know of you. And, um, and I'm over here going, oh, but my, but my, but my thesaurus. Okay. And so, yeah, it's, it, I get that. Um, but here's the thing it, I have, I was in Europe, so I'm out of the country and I get a message from an editor who says, we just had, you know, I've got an anthology, it's going to print, print. Um, and we had an editor or an author just have to pull out. I'm one story short. Can you get me a story in this week? And I said, yes, of course, absolutely. I will have a story on that theme for you. And then I got on a plane and really started cramming up, you know, what, what, what ideas can I come up with this? Okay. So, um, being able to produce under pressure is useful. Um, if you have been with me on the stream for a bit, you might remember a couple of months back when, um, I told on myself about completely neglecting, I just recorded in the wrong way that I had a story due, um, this fall. 
And then I got the, uh, the email from the editor and he was like, Hey, you know, this is, um, everything, you know, everything's due on Monday, you know, just, that's just a reminder. And I was like, great. Oh, crud. <laughs> so I wrote a story over the weekend and got it in on Monday and I did it and I liked that story and it was fun. But I, because I have practiced writing under pressure, I now know how to get out of my way and produce a good story. So, um, yeah, you can, you can do this. So I'm sorry, I'm trying to check chat and, and, and enthuse at the same time, learn to write under pressure learn to write fast. It is not what you do first when you're learning to write, but especially if you're trying to develop a professional career, it is a really, really useful skill. So pretending that writing fast and writing well are incompatible things. I mean, come on guys, like we, we all type, right? If, if I can type accurately, that's great. If I can type accurately and fast, that makes me a better typist, right? Nobody ever complains. Oh, that person types too fast. So she's, obviously is spelling everything wrong. No, no. If you're fluent, you just do it correctly, but at speed. Okay. So here we go. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So Natalie's back in the chat with, um, you know, I, mean, I can't think and words are hard, but if you can put a, give her a timer and a graph at the end, possibly for the cheerful, you did it bell noise. You know, she's like, hold my proverbial beer. Yeah. See challenges, challenges, goals, mini goals. Good. Okay. Um, Grace says she can't sprint online. It's too distracting, but competing with, um, herself or in person is great. And it's cool how everybody's different that, yeah, I am really, really bad at write-ins. I do write-ins to be socially supportive of other people. I don't do write-ins because it's good for my writing. It's not good for my writing. I know that I just plan that I'm going to get my, my flow sessions are going to happen in a different environment. So yay. That's great for me this year when there's no live write-ins, but, um, but it's really bad for the people who, who really do benefit from that in-person energy because there is in-person energy. Again, you're, you're going to get way more social support in nano than you will the rest of the year. And, um, so, so take advantage of that because there really can be that in-person vibe. So, okay. I just want to, you know, go back and dunk on the speed thing one more time. You <laughs> know, like guys, how many times have we seen you know, if you've seen speed painting or if you've seen speed runs in video games or things where people are going, oh, wow, look how fast they did this. That, that shows how talented they are. And then we turn around with writing and we're like, oh, wow, they wrote 50,000 words in a month. What a hack. Come on. We would never say you beat Super Mario in 90 minutes. So you're a fake gamer, right? So let's not say that about anything that's creative. Okay. Thanks. All right. Here's the other thing. And this is where we're going to get back to whoever it was who asked like, 20 minutes ago, what, what, how do we set our goals? What if we, what if 50,000 words is not a good goal? And I promised to get to it. And then I got on my little speed soapbox, but now we're back. Let's talk about setting goals and, um, you know, making, 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 make good choices, um, making good goals for yourself. And, and okay, here's the thing. There is no risk to trying NaNoWriMo. Okay. Um, if you sit down and instead of writing 50,000 words in a month, you write 20,000 words. There are no NaNoWriMo police who come and confiscate the 20,000 words that you did because you didn't make 50,000. Okay? Nobody, nobody posts your name and uh, online and points fingers of shame. All right. 
The worst thing, the very, very worst thing is that you sit down to write 50,000 words and you only write 20,000 words. The worst fallout of that is that you have 20,000 words more than you started the month with. Okay? It is only a bad thing if you make it a bad thing. My professional recommendation to you is don't make it a bad thing. Okay? <laughs> well, um, in, in seriously, there is... There is no downside to this. Start with whatever goal you want to start with and you can meet it or you can beat it or you can fail. And it has absolutely no effect on anything unless you decide that it should have an effect. So if you are the kind of person who says anything other than complete perfection is too abject a failure to survive, I'm going to say you're probably the kind of person who absolutely needs to do NaNoWriMo and you let your, get out of your own way, <laughs> okay? Really, really like set some smaller goals, let yourself hit some, let yourself fail some, um, you know, try some sprints, try some deadlines, find out that you can have a first draft that's not perfect, find out that you can write 100 words instead of 150 words and you still got 100 words, okay? So that's where I'm going with that. Um, okay, awesome. So um, I got, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna totally guess on on this chat name, but is is it Fifi Worldsmaker, I hope? Fifi, uh, Fifi, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, she uh, mentions, um, that when I started doing NaNoWriMo, I was homeschooling five kids and had just moved in October. Okay, so like we can stop right there, hats off, everything good. My personal goal was 5,000 words and I surpassed that. Fantastic. My first NaNoWriMo that I ever did, I knew I didn't, I didn't set 50,000 words. I said, I'm just gonna start and I'm gonna go until I finish this particular story, which I think wrapped at about 24,000 words. And, and I called that good because I had finished the story, which is all I was interested in. It just, it was just a novella, you know, a short, short story. It didn't need to be novel length. Any words you write are more words than you had, as Shy Red Fox points out. So yeah. Okay. Someone else, my goal for the first time was to write every day that just make it a, uh, and just building habits, okay? Just setting manageable goals. So Fifi World's Maker, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the pronunciation help, okay? There is, if you pull off the hat trick of you get the 50,000 words in the month, bravo, okay? Have a party, you totally earned it. If you absolutely bust this and you get 10,000 words, I don't know, whatever the whatever your, your I failed number is, you got 10,000 words more than you had in October. So we're still calling that in pro progress, right? I have never talked to anyone. I've talked to a lot of people who've done NaNoWriMo. I've done talked to a lot of people who have one quote unquote NaNoWriMo, meaning they got 50,000 words, or people who have set different goals or people who have just completely NaNoWriMo got out of control and they did not get 50,000, whatever. Nobody actually did NaNoWriMo and ended up with fewer words than they started with. Okay. Like you're, there's not a way to, there's not a way to mess this up. Have a good time with it. Okay. So that's, um, what I'm going to say to, to, to the person who asked about what a 50,000 words is not a great goal. Uh, great. Be aware of what your realistic goals are. I would say set something that stretches you, whatever that might be. Um, and so if you know that you typically write 5,000 words in a month, maybe nano shoot for 10, go a little crazy. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's double. So that's a big jump. And if double is too much, 
then, you know, say 7,500, you know, whatever, just I, I, I don't live in your head. I don't know what your numbers are, but you guys, you, you can look at your own, your own typical productivity and then stretch. That's all I'm going to recommend is set something that's a stretch. If you beat it, awesome. If you beat it before November 30th, set a new stretch goal. Okay. If you don't beat your goal, but you bid more than your usual month of productivity, Booyah! That's a win. You did more than usual. Okay. And, and nobody can take that away from you. <laughs> okay. So, um, so that was a lot of cheering and yay rah and all the things Nano are, is good for. Now I'm going to do a little bit of the other side because there are things that Nano is not good for. And, um, I feel there are misconceptions out here on this side of the fence as well. So let's talk through some of the things that I disagree with about Nano, or at least about the assumptions that are inherent there. Excuse me. So first thing I'm going to say is, this is where I actually have some beef with the official NaNoWriMo language that gets used on the, on the websites and in all the communication. And they're like, hooray, you completed a novel, or you are writing a novel this month, or all of that. No, this is not a completed novel. This is not close to a completed novel. This is a first draft. Okay. Now, should that be celebrated? Absolutely. Did you do a big thing? You totally did. So I'm not taking any of that away, but I don't like calling it a completed novel because that sounds like we're done and we are not done because we are living in first draft land. Okay. In first draft, there's a lot of things you can say about a first draft, but best, best possible version of the product is usually not one of them. Um, so Again, you know, I, I get it that, you know, they, they want that celebratory and congratulatory language and there's a lot of high-fiving over, I did a novel and, and I, I, I hate to be that guy who's like, no, you didn't, but just don't call it a completed novel. We made really good progress on, or maybe even finished a first draft. We have multiple drafts to go and final revisions and editing and all kinds of stuff. So it's not a completed novel. That's just me possibly being pedantic, but I do think that um, there are people who, who view it as a completed novel. There's a lot of, um, well, this is actually going to lead into my next point. Um, Nano, NaNoWriMo is not good for submitting a manuscript or self-publishing uh, because it is a first draft. Exactly why. But lots and lots and lots of uh, literary agents will close their inboxes in December because of NaNoWriMo, because people will get 50,000 words down or more or, or whatever their, their number is, and then send that off. And it, no, that's a rough draft at that point. Um, lots of people self-publish their NaNoWriMo novels, which is great. I've done that too, but not on November 27th. Okay. So, or, or even November 30th, or even December 1st, still not good. Right. Um, yeah, it's a rough draft. You're, you haven't, you haven't done multiple drafts yet. You haven't done revisions yet. You know, give yourself some time to polish that and make it a really good product. So, um, yeah, it's a, you know, I, I, I just feel really bad because I've been, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not calling any person out individually. And this is conversations with hundreds of people who have been in NaNoWriMo, um, you know, it, locally, in person with me, online, all kinds of things. Um, but people were talking about how they finished their, their novel and they were self-publishing it that night. And I'm like, can you, would you like to 
revise it first. You know, like, come on, I'm, I'm so happy that you made the, that word count. Yes. But if you want to sell it, if you want it to, to be successful, give it the best chance. And again, this is, it's hard. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to come across as elitist because I am a professional. I, I, you know, put a, I take my career very seriously. I have, you know, the bestseller banner, I have won awards. I, you know, this is stuff that's important to me. And I don't want to sound like I'm the person over here is like, well, you're not doing it right. And you're not a real writer, but that's not what I'm after. But what I want is that I want people to understand that they're, they're setting themselves up for failure when they do that. And I've talked with people who are very, very angry because they sent off their NaNoWriMo project, um, to agents and they didn't, and they didn't get accepted, you know, accepted. They got rejections back and they're like, well, this is proof that agents are uh, biased against NaNoWriMo. And this is proof that editor, that, that publishers hate indie authors and, you know, all of this stuff. And I'm like, no, this is proof that a rough draft doesn't work. <laughs> okay. This is proof that a rough draft is not saleable. It does not matter if you wrote that rough draft in three weeks or in three years. It does not matter. Speed is not the issue. The issue is that it is a rough draft. Okay, so there, make a bumper sticker of that. Okay, that if I can just get that, then we're all good. So, um, yeah, get yeah. As uh, Joe's saying, have someone else read it. Get other eyeballs on it. You you can't revise. The, my big panic when I just talked earlier about um, writing under pressure being very very good for uh, being that reliable author who can turn something around in a pinch, which I've done on several occasions. Um, and my big fear each time is I wrote this in 48 hours. I don't have time to look at it with clean eyes. I don't have time to come back to this and be able to revise it because you have to have distance in order to be able to do good editing. And that's where having that network of, um, favor trading, uh, beta readers and editors is really, really useful and be like, Hey, can you possibly read this story tonight and get me notes on it so I can edit it in the morning and have it in by noon? That'd be great. Okay. So, um, so that's, that's a separate topic of cultivating that network. But, um, again, it doesn't matter how long it took you to write the rough draft. The problem is not the speed. The problem is that it's rough draft. You have to get, um, some more eyes on it or your own eyes at a later time to do it. So, okay. Um, so the, I guess the sum up of that is NaNoWriMo is not good for producing final drafts. NaNoWriMo is very good for producing rough drafts. Can I hope that makes sense. Okay. Um, and then I have one more where I might sound a little elitist and that is honestly not my goal. I think if you listen to my complete sentences, you'll hear that I'm not at all being elitist on this. But if you just listen to like the first couple words, it might sound bad. So listen to the whole sentence. That's where I'm going with that. But some people sign up for NaNoWriMo because they like the idea of being a writer more than they like the idea of writing. And this offers, it's a great, as I said, it's a great social venue. You can um, get all that creative energy and you can feel like, you know, you're totally immersed in the writing life, but you don't actually have to produce anything because as I said, there are no NaNoWriMo police who you know, monitor your word count and take away your words. And that's good. But it also means that if you don't produce anything, you're not actually getting the benefits and nobody's going to force you to do it. So I'm, I'm going to encourage if you want to participate in NaNoWriMo, great, but then really participate. Like don't just show up and enjoy the creative energy. 
don't just bask in the, um, in the writerliness of it, get in there and make some words. And there is no quality bar. Okay. So I'm going to emphasize that this is not about, um, elitism that only real authors can do, um, you know, or, you know, whatever. This is about if you're participating, throw in and make the words. So where I'm just, I'm, this might be more clear if I just tell a story. Um, story time, story time. Um, but I was invited to join a writer group once and I was like, oh, yeah, great. When, 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 where do you meet? What do, what do we, what's the format? And like, oh, we, we get together and we do, we do write-ins. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so what that means really is like we, we show up and we talk about, you know, like I, I might talk about, the, you know, my favorite episode of this this show that just ran or uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about somebody usually brings brownies, you know, kind of thing. But um, sometimes we write, but, but not, not a lot. And I'm like, oh, so this is a group where we talk about being writers rather than doing critiques or, or taking time to write or anything like that. And I, I don't want to join a writing group. That's about talking. That's talking about television. Okay. So um, where I'm going with this is, um, it's, it's a lovely trap to feel like <laughs> this is not limited in aroma guys. You guys, you all know exactly what I'm talking about. I am on Facebook talking about writing. I am on Twitter reading writing community tweets. I am thinking writerly thoughts, but I'm not producing words. All of those are ways to feel like a writer without writing. Okay. That is uh, not limited to NaNoWriMo. It is a universal writing problem. And uh, it's just that it's very easy for Nano uh, in Nano to get into that trap because you're going to get the same feedback. You're going to get the same social enthusiasm, whether you're producing the words or not. So um, <laughs> I'm laughing at Kate in the, in the chat, sips coffee and adjusts stack of blank journals and does not write. No idea what you're talking about. I am totally a writer. Okay. And again, like, look past the Laura saying these people are fake writers business and look more at the, it's, it's a really easy trap that we all struggle with. Yes, exactly. And so, um, just be aware that nano sometimes makes it easier to fall in that trap because of the social enthusiasm and the social support. So yeah. And I should emphasize too, that that is that's a small segment of the NaNoWriMo community. Okay. It is not a situation where, um, you know, people, uh, are all just showing up and nobody's working. As I said, that kickoff party, when it hits midnight, like it is keyboard clacking and nothing else going on. It is intense. And that's one of the reasons I love it. Um, I should also point out that I firmly believe that this I have a writing group where we talk about writing, but we don't write, or I go on Twitter and so I can not write, or I watch this blonde woman with opinions talk about writing, but not writing, okay? all of these sorts of things. This, I firmly believe is still rooted in that fear of it. Once I start working on it, it's not perfect anymore. And I have failed. And that is a really unhelpful attitude very, very common though. Um, but this is, you know, that's another topic that we will address. We've addressed a little bit in the past. We will hit it again in the future, but, um, you know, the idea that as long as it's in my head and I'm not putting it on paper, I haven't screwed it up yet. Hi guys. That's me. Um, 
but that's not doing you any good. And that's not helping your writing progress. And it's not getting a story onto paper and it's not doing your fellow participants in NaNoWriMo any good either. And so that is a whole thing about going, we're just going to go right back to duct tape the inner editor, right as if no one will ever see it. And, um, and yeah, let's, em let's embrace that. So, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, Natalie's pointing out, um, there are thousands of people in Nano forums who will commiserate with you when you talk about how hard it is. There's an entire sub forum for whining about writing and yeah, there's a reason for that. That's, um, sometimes guys, guys, it's really hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was whining about it yesterday. Okay. Like it, this scene was kicking my butt, but, um, but today I put on music and I'm getting better. So, okay. Um, and then my, my other thing that I want to mention that it is not for, and this is for both inside and outside the NaNoWriMo community. It is not for avoiding mocking or denigrating. And we hit a little bit of this before with the, if you're writing fast, you can't be writing well which I hope at this point we have put that to rest. Hi, Kyle. Welcome. Um, and the idea that, you know, again, NaNoWriMo isn't for real authors. Oh, you know, I, I kind of feel like on most people's lists, Brandon Sanderson would be counted as a real author. Like he sold a few books, a few bazillion two books. He's been on the New York bestseller time, New York times bestseller list. Like what, 15 times or something at this point. He's a real author. He is one of several professional real authors who openly talk about their NaNoWriMo experiences. Um, you know, there are lots of people who use NaNo. Now, does he sit down on November 1st and kick off a new project and do all the traditional NaNo? I have no idea and I don't care. Like NaNo is, you're free to manipulate NaNo in whatever way best suits your purposes. Have a great time, okay? Uh, there are no NaNoWriMo police. So if you want to say uh, things that I personally have done with NaNoWriMo, November 1st, start a new project, go. November 1st, continue an existing project, go. November 1st, write a short story, write another short story, write a nonfiction book, write a book that's a sort of, sort of fiction, nonfiction, go. Okay. And you know, however, I'm, I'm, I'm just going for word count and I'm going to get it in any number of ways. And, um, in one year I actually consciously made the decision to stop writing new words and just focus on revisions. And so I knew I consciously failed, uh, lost what NaNoWriMo to use the vernacular. Um, I did not win Nano this, that year because I did not get 50,000 new words. What I did instead was finish the Songweaver's Vow, do revisions on the Songweaver's Vow so I could publish the Songweaver's Vow, which ended up winning an award and was totally the right choice for me to not, you know, stop, jump horses and do something else for the rest of Nano to get 50,000 words. Okay. Use it for whatever it is useful for. And, um, the Nano police will leave you alone. I promise. If anybody gives you hassle, come to me, I'll fix it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but what happens is people will talk about, you know, well, Nano is this silly game for people who aren't real authors to get to play to be writers or, you know, whatever. And this is just fear speaking. This, that is elitism. And that is a worry that some status will be lost if other people get to be writers too. And I don't, that's a sad place to live. Don't live there. <laughs> okay. Um, now, and I totally admit there is a difference between a first time nano participant dabbling in. Do I, how do I write? Do I want to just explore a story? I'm just going to pants something off the top of my head and I have no idea if it'll going and maybe I'll quit in a week. And you know, 
I'll go pick on poor Brandon Sanderson again, <laughs> sitting down to start a project in Nano. Is there a difference between those people? Yes. Do they both get to do Nano? Yes. Do I get to make fun of either of them for doing it? No. Okay. It's not too much to ask. All right. So, <laughs> so all right. Um, all right, so let's, um, so I was laughing at uh, Natalie saying, and she's got a Doberman and a sharpshooter accuracy to back you up. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, if anybody gives you a hassle, no one can be at it. So um, the other thing that you'll hear people denigrate NaNoWriMo participants um, for doing is, um, you know, you're wasting time, you're spending too much time in this. Um, November is a busy month. You know, there's a holiday in November uh, for Americans and, you know, and, and I have responsibilities and I have a life, so I can't do NaNoWriMo. And I'm just, come on. All right. So first of all, mm, thanks for saying I don't have responsibilities or a life. So that was, that was nice of you to throw out there. Um, but also like for all of the thousands, thousands of people in, in America who are doing NaNoWriMo, um, you know, and also have Thanksgiving. So that's not unique to your household. Okay. Again, this, this just goes back to excuses. Now, if you don't want to do it, great. Just say, I don't want to do it. That's fine. You don't need to throw shade in anybody else by saying, well, they must not be a devoted parent or they wouldn't be able to do NaNoWriMo because I'm a parent. So I can't do NaNoWriMo. Like, don't, don't, don't be like that guys. Um, and and I'm going to say excuses are just what you make them. So I am doing NaNoWriMo this year, November of 2020. I am hosting two complete Thanksgiving dinners back to back during a pandemic with all the additional cleaning and um, stressing that that, that that entails. And I'm still doing NaNoWriMo. Am I going to make some accommodations that week that I'm hosting two complete separate Thanksgiving dinners? Yes, I will make some accommodations because... I'm a writer, but I'm not that crazy. Okay. Um, but it just means that I'm going to plan and adjust my, my schedule and my goals. Okay. Um, I have a friend, uh, Michelle, who last year, um, 2019 triple nanoed, meaning she did her 50,000 words three times. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, she wrote 150,000 words in 30 days. She has Three kids, three, four, three, three kids. To be in my, in my defense, I've never seen them standing still. Three kids, um, young kids, very active. I've never seen them standing still. And um, runs a small business, okay? And still pulled out 150,000 words in 30 days. She is a machine. I will never be her, okay? But to say, well, I have a job and I have kids, so I can't do this. Clearly, it can be done. She's probably perfected the art of writing. Uh, quickly. Um, but also it was something that she just wanted to do. Okay. So she made the, she made the time to do it. Likewise, um, my friend Stephanie, um, has pointed out that she has done nano both as an employed and as an unemployed person. And every year that she has done NaNoWriMo while she has not had a job. So she's like, okay, I have all the time in the world to do this. Those are the years she does not make 50,000 words. The years when she is employed, um, and she, she is a historian. She works at a museum. Um, so she's got a, you know, a lot going on to, to wrap up for year end stuff and stuff going on. Um, so the years that she is busy at her job are when the years that she reliably gets 50,000 words in because she has to plan for it and make a schedule. Okay. It's all about goals. It's about setting goals. It's about planning and scheduling. And 
I'm not going to tell you that you should do one way or another way. There's lots of correct ways to do this. I'm just saying, don't be a jerk to other people who are trying it or who are doing it differently. Seems like a fairly low bar. Let's go that way. Okay. So, um, I don't, <laughs> I feel like I've just been on a soapbox for, I don't know how long it is, an hour. I've just been like, let's go, go, go. But, um, I feel strongly about this because it's something that I've been observing for years and years. And I just, um, yeah, I, there's, there's no need for, for a lot of it. You know, some, some stuff is just misconceptions. Fine. That's easy to clear up. Some stuff, it gets into identity and, um, self-perception and self-worth and, you know, perceived loss of status. Oh gosh, guys, no, like, no, we don't have time for that. Let's just, let's just do things. So, okay. Um, okay. So you soapbox very well. Thank you. Cause, cause you're, you're here on the stream. You're going to get a lot more soapboxing in the future. So Kyle asked a question in the chat. Does it enhance creativity if you drink or use other substances when you write? We're going to leave other substances out of this. This is a family friendly chat. No, also I'm just totally not the person to ask cause I'm completely that vanilla, um, vanilla good kid. But I would say caffeine is the go-to town <laughs> for quite a lot. But is there not somebody, somebody in the chat confirmed for me, is there not like an entire, uh, sub sub forum on NaNoWriMo about caffeine and the various ways to, to grab the caffeine. So, um, yeah, um, absolutely. And, um, sugar is my, uh, drug of choice. If I really need to, when I'm writing under pressure and I absolutely have to get some words out, um, caffeine is good. Uh, sugar is better. And so that's when the unhealthy eating habits start. Do as I say, not as I do. So, okay. Um, yeah, the classic quote though, which um, is attributed to Hemingway and I don't, haven't done enough research to figure out if he actually said it yet. Um, but the classic, uh, the classic joke is write drunk, edit sober. Um, and the, of course, that, that is all about shutting up the inner editor, right? That's 100% what that's about. So you can also just put yourself on a countdown. And um, when you're doing speed trials, you don't have time for the inner editor. So you can do the, get the same effect with spending much less money on alcohol. So, okay. So that's most of what I had for tonight. Um, I hope that uh, made sense and was helpful. Um, and um, we're looking, we're looking for forward to the end of the month. Um, we're going to have our countdown and, uh, and go during November, our monthly create in will be a NaNoWriMo write in. So, um, not that different in format from what we usually do here. Um, but, uh, but I, we're, usually I say, bring whatever project you want to work on. That's still going to be the case. Um, but we're also going to talk specifically, um, as much as we talk during the create-ins, which is pretty minimal. Um, about, you know, okay, NaNoWriMo word sprint, let's go. So just be, just be prepared for that. So, um, if you want to write like William Faulkner or Poe, um, Poe definitely used alcohol as a, <laughs> as a, um, uh, uh, to turn off the inner editor. So, uh, I am not going to make any recommendations though. Um, I come from a, I come from a family where alcoholism is extreme, um, very common. And it is something that I just very purposefully stay far away from. So I am not the person to ask, um, anything to do with alcohol. I've it's 2020 and I think I've had one glass of wine all year. So that'll, that'll tell you, um, my, about my alcohol consumption. So, okay. Um, all of that to say, uh, so we're going to do, do some uh, write in, uh, in November. Um, November the third, uh, is, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, that's going to be my charity live stream all day. Um, I have a few interviews lined up. Um, 
And then also I'm going to be doing some live writing and you guys have no idea how much of a stretch this is for me. I am the person who does not write at coffee shops. I remember, um, I, I said, I didn't like doing NaNoWriMo write-ins because writing with people, um, it's just not the, the vibe that I do. Right. So I, I don't write at coffee shops. I don't write at write-ins. Um, it's not how I focus. So I'm going to do it in front of the whole internet all day. That'll be great, <laughs> but it's for charity. So, um, watch for details. Um, there'll be stuff on my website and in my newsletter about how that's going to work. Um, and we have some really good, um, you know, uh, causes that, that money will be going for. And I have giveaways and all kinds of fun stuff. So watch for that. Um, and then next week is Carla Hoke from Fight Right, who will be doing uh, a chat with me here. And so please bring your questions or you can send them to me in advance um, on writing fight scenes. Um, and this will be great because Carla is really, really good at it. Um, uh, Carla is a mixed martial artist as well as a writer. So um, I've talked with her about, okay, I want, this is the martial arts move I want to use um, in this particular scene. How can I, how can I make this function in, 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 and work here? Um, gotten feedback from her on that. Um, but she's also helped people break down, okay, what is fighting in zero gravity like? Okay. So I'll just lots of fun stuff is a great way to use this. So, um, Adam is asking is, is my charity stream for extra life? It is not. Um, but that's a really good cause too. No, this one is going to be for international justice mission and possibly for world vision as well. Um, it's a matter of, can I make the, um, technical things that I'm totally blanking on, but if I can get them to work simultaneously, we will have two charity, uh, drives running. And if I can only get one to work at a time on the live stream, then we will have one. So, um, that is international justice mission is, uh, works all over the world to prevent trafficking, uh, and, uh, both the sex and labor trafficking and other exploitation um, crimes, and they do really, really good work. World Vision does a lot with um, uh, food support and um, tech support. So um, I don't mean tech support like, hi, my printer's offline. I mean, <laughs> like getting communities um, uh, wells so that rather than walking, you know, five miles to collect water, uh, you can, you know, have water in your, in your town and then, uh, you know, be able to use that time and uh, in, in other economic benefits. So um, there's a lot more to that. <laughs> Clearly, I wasn't prepared for this um, for this spiel, but both of them are really good charities. Both of them are rated very highly. Um, they're they're good causes. The money goes to the causes, not to uh, executives and lux offices. So uh, I'll talk about more as we go. That so okay. Um, yeah, so we've got Carla coming up. We've got our create in. Um, we've got the charity stream, and so watch for details on that. And um, I hope that you guys will join me in doing Nano this year, and um, that'll be a lot of fun. And then I usually keep a running uh, progress bar up somewhere so you can um, either cheer or point and laugh depending on the day. <laughs> and so. That is it. It is 8.15, so um, it's probably a good time to wrap. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And then I will see you next week when Carla is here. All right, everybody take care. Thank you for listening. 
You can find details on the weekly live stream, upcoming guests and topics, subscription and support information, and more at lauravab.com. Your shares, reviews, and support are very much appreciated. Until next time.